Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Brittany Bodie. Hey, Sam. It's good to see you. I don't yeah. think I've re- recorded a podcast in like a month, two months. So it's fun to be no. back. And not since we got the new software. So welcome back and welcome to the higher tech version of what we've been doing for the last over two years. I love it. I love that we're making upgrades every day. Slow improvements. That is the way to go. Always upgrading, always making slow improvements, um, especially (laughs) with technology, because you know us, we don't want to get left in the dust, but I also don't need to be learning a million new things today. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, this is our year-end wrap-up, which honestly, I can't really believe. I can a little bit because we've been running around like chickens with our heads cut off for the whole month of December between personal stuff and professional things that needed to get wrapped up before 2024 gets ushered in. So kind of an exciting time. It is. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I think we thought like year end holiday season, everybody would be relaxing at home with their families. And we were kind of overzealous in what we planned. But I think our calendar has been busier than we anticipated. We've had some of our best months ever at the end of the year. We're very fortunate with just referrals and clients that have come in. So I feel a little overwhelmed, but I'm looking forward to (laughs) wrapping up the year strong um, with our team and being able to, you know, celebrate all of the clients that we've been able to work with. Yeah. In today's show, we're really just going to go back and forth between the two of us and talk about the last 12 months, what we've seen in 2023, what it's like, what's out there, and then also what we anticipate given the current trends and the market for 2024. And I think that's the most exciting thing is we have seen that, you know, the end of the year typically predicts what we're going to see in the first two quarters. And so a lot more interest in franchising right now, for sure. But the brands have shifted, right? We've had a lot of shifting mm-hmm. in the brands in the last you know, 24 months of business, certainly. And I think we'll continue to see that. So Britt, when you're looking at this, what are some of the best trends you've seen over the last 12 months? Well, a trend that I've seen, and I would say, Sam, over the last decade of working with folks that want to buy a franchise, it's been a trend. So I almost am hesitant to use the word trend because I think it's really going to continue to withstand the test of time. And that's B2B service brands. Most of our clients come from some type of B2B background. So it's where their comfort level is. So I think one of the things that we really see is that people want to make investments in a B2B industry because they can leverage a lot of the skill sets that they've built on the corporate side. I think that's so true. And we, you know, you and I made a B2B investment this year and it's for all of the reasons that everybody is talking about doing it and why our clients are interested. It's where we're confident and comfortable. It's recession resistant. You and I went into an innovative concept that provided a solution that's not going to just go away tomorrow and then a reoccurring revenue model. So I think it was checking those boxes that we had set out on things that we personally wanted, but that also come up 
with clients. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we walk the walk. So having that stuff there is huge. Yep. I agree. Um, when we're talking about qualities that we want to see in a business, you know, multiple revenue streams, recurring revenue. And I think the talk of a recession is so heavy that that is definitely something that we took into consideration in our investment. Yeah, there's definitely the words recession resilient and recession resistant are becoming bigger buzzwords. We're hearing those a lot more. And there is this renewed focus on that type of business. I think we kind of got out of it a little bit. You know, our age group came out of college and and different things during the last recession. And so I do think it's always like in the back of our minds that that could happen. But we're definitely seeing more buzz surrounding those recession resistant businesses. And when I think of recession resistant businesses, one of the things that I'm talking about a lot with our clients are home services businesses, because right now people are looking to invest in their home. It's typically their largest asset. A lot of people aren't looking to move right now with rising interest rates. And so we see pretty consistently that people are investing in home services concepts, whether it is you know repair or upgrades or maintaining the home. Um, you know, everybody is trying to figure out how to have time with their families. So things that help with, you know, maintaining the home and not taking that time away from your kids. Um, That is a huge category that I've seen a lot of growth in this year. I think one thing I experienced this year that also falls in the recession resilient category is, you know, we've seen a lot of restoration. There's a lot of things surrounding it. And I know a lot of people are like, well, there's a lot of restoration companies out there, right? And the fact of the matter is, yeah, there are some restoration companies out there, but the statistics on even just water damage in the U.S. Mm-hmm. are wild. And, and our, we experienced that this year, getting ready to leave for a football game, and all of a sudden my washer is overflowing, my fire alarm's going off because it's going through the fire alarm into the, in the fire detector into the basement – And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We have a a relatively new house. Our washer was just out of warranty. And it it was crazy. I just (laughs) saw that. And then I asked, you know, for the itemized invoice. And I don't think they get asked for that very often. But I was like, for my professional side, I'd love to see that. And I'll tell you, you're paying to rent those fans by the day. And I looked Uh at that and I thought, yeah, I can see why so many of my clients are jazzed about restoration businesses. They're pretty darn exciting. They are. I mean, I moved into my house. We bought our house almost seven years ago. And four weeks after we bought our house and moved in, our hot water heater broke and flooded our downstairs. So you can't talk to someone who either hasn't experienced that damage themselves or knows someone in their inner circle that has. So it's definitely a booming industry. So those are kind of the service-based brands that we've seen. But one of the things that I've seen that's not kind of, you know, no office or home-based, if you will, brick and mortar is back. You know, I think during COVID, people were really afraid of brick and mortar businesses. And I think those businesses figured out quickly how to pivot during something like a pandemic and how to make sure that they can be an essential service or they can provide alternatives to their clients. And I think people are really excited about, you know, brick and mortar concepts. 
Um, so in my opinion, that's something that's back in a big way. And I think will continue to be. And I think, you know, what we're going to see there in brick and mortar is we're going to continue to see the growth of beauty and health. That's really been something that we've seen being huge during recessions in the past. People don't give up those little amenities. Wellness is the buzzword that we started hearing a lot more in 2023. Um, And it's more than fitness. I think so many times those two words get put in the same category together. But wellness is really going to be something that I think people dig in on more deeply. Maybe you're not going to buy the new fancy car. Maybe you're not going to go on the massive vacation. But you're going to take care of yourself in a way and prioritize yourself with little things. You know, maybe you're joining a sauna slash cold plunge studio to do those things. Maybe you're treating yourself to an IV drip of peptides a few times a month. But, you know, I saw that working during the last recession in the nutrition business. People started to prioritize how they were feeling and the things they were doing for themselves. And I think that the pandemic again, push people into that where they were like, you've got to take better care of yourself. You want to be well. So I think we'll continue to see that um, into the next year, but we definitely saw the rise of wellness. And one of the categories that we are always asked about, and you and I have talked about this on the first call, you know, people bring up Chick-fil-A or they talk about, you know, Subway and what that did in franchising. And so one of the categories that I think we're still getting inquiries about it because it's the most forwards facing to someone that knows not much about franchising is food. And we are seeing that our clients are making investments in food. But when we're showing food businesses, we're looking for particular qualities. I worked in the restaurant franchise industry in 0809. I saw that there was continual growth, but the brands that are being set apart right now are brands that are low waste, small employees, things that have strong differentiators. They're leveraging technology, whatever it may be. Our clients are interested in food, but I'm going to call it the non-food food franchising. No hoods, ducks, grease, million employees, small margins, lots of food waste. So we're seeing a trend of people moving away from those qualities and into food that is a little bit more manageable from a semi-absentee perspective. And that's what a lot of our clients frequent and a lot of what they want is the non-food food. And we're seeing that in our portfolio that obviously it's working because the patrons are out there, franchises are opening up. And we would be remiss to leave the conversation on 2023 without talking about kids and pets. And those are the givens, right? That parents will always find a way to get their kids into things that they want to be in, to prioritize what they're doing. And pets, you you know, so many people have fur babies and we hear about that. And millennials are traditionally having less children than previous generations. And so that leads to the need for more dog activities. And I say pets, but so many of the, so much of this industry is revolving around dogs. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I, I think I've heard lately that my husband and I are called dink wads. If I'm oh, not you've mistaken. heard that I said that about you? <laughs> for those who don't know what a dink wad is, hopefully I get this right. It's dual income, no kids with a dog. 
Um, <laughs> and so that's my husband and I, we do not have children. We already had one dog. We got a second one in COVID. We rescue miniature senior dachshunds and they are my babies and I will figure out how to get them whatever they need. And as they age, it feels like every other week I'm writing some vet pill. Um, but I definitely will spend whatever I need on them. So they will not go without, I will cut back in order to provide for them. That resonates with me completely with both our dogs. And then obviously, you know, Maxwell, I have a, an almost 10 year old, which is wild to say out loud, but if he wants a special lesson in something, if, you know, he needs a place to go on the weekend, if there's tutoring, you name it. If your kid needs something, you figure it out, you know, you really start to, to kind of realign your needs to be able to prioritize that. And so I do think those businesses are just so special. And it, it's also great for people that want to dig into their community and into, and have that passion and profit play. Mm-hmm. And also, an, you know, an alignment with values is important. But knowing that they are also in that recession resilient, more, they're not a boring business per se that you typically think of, but they're definitely aligned with businesses that do well, no matter what the economic condition is. Yep. Yeah. So those are important elements, you know, as we talk to our clients and what they have looked for in 2023. So those are some of the industries that we've seen. But one of the other things that I get a lot of questions on is, do I look at something that's older or do I look at something that's more emerging? And there's pros and cons to everything, in my opinion. When you look at a brand that's more emerging, there's going to be an ability potentially to have more of an impact on the system as being a pioneering franchisee. There's also great territory availability. So there's a lot of things that there are pros in that, but emerging brands aren't for everyone. So we try to keep a good mix in our portfolio of emerging brands and then brands that are more established. But one of the things that you and I are really focused on and our team, I mean, our team is incredible. They're evaluating brands. They bring us brands that we haven't had time to vet yet. When we look at established brands, we want to understand what are they going to do to keep up with time? Because I don't think you can stay stuck in what you were doing 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. You have to think about how do you compete with these emerging brands and stay on trend and ahead of trend? So that's one of the things that we are, you know, evaluating in conversations we've had so far. Yeah, I think it's irresponsible not to look at that. If you have a brand that's been around for 25 years, if they're using the same CRM software that they were using 25 years ago, they're probably behind and their franchisees oh, yeah. are not nearly as profitable as they could be. Now, the good news is franchises, because it's a larger system and they're drawing from a lot of different brain power, not just a singular founder that's making a lot of decisions, is that they're typically on the forefront of technological advances, whether that's being pushed by current franchisees or whether it's the franchisor knowing that in order to evolve or die, they have to go ahead and move forward technologically. And, you know, one I think of that was really shocking to you and I, we had him on the podcast um, a while ago. And it's this concept, it's a garage floor concept, which is like, how much technology can you have in garage floors, right? It's yeah. it's like, don't you just put it down and see what happens? 
And they're using AI for their sales team to help semi-passive owners evaluate that. Additionally, they're having, you know, they're having visualization tools for people like me. If I can't see it, I can't believe it. So seeing those things live, I think we're going to continue to see brands coming forward with tech to help franchisees compete in the market for sure. And when you think about who they're competing with, a lot of the brands that we work with have minimal players from a franchise perspective, right? There's not a lot of competition in franchising for the brands that we work with, but there typically are a lot of mom and pops and we're, you know, transparent about that. And when we see a lot of mom and pops in a market, it's exciting to us because it shows that there is a demand for whatever the product or service is. But they don't have typically the level of sophistication that a franchisor had. And most importantly, they don't have the budget. I mean, think about what you just talked about, AI software. You know, some of these visualization tools, those are major investments in order to bring forward this technology. So when you have the power of a franchise behind you to make those investments, that's a huge value add that a franchise brings. I completely agree. And you think about the the brands that we use now, right? You know, all of these different things that I use in my day-to-day life immediately, I go to, you know, Club Pilates. You can book a Pilates class. I can see, I can get on a wait list. I can cancel it. I can go through and do all of those things for, you know, an extended period of time so I don't miss time with my favorite instructor, et cetera. If I couldn't do that, if I just had to show up there's only so many reformers. There's only so many things. And I, I would probably also be less likely to go. And it provides mm-hmm. data and analytics to those franchise owners, which I appreciate. It, guess what? If your 7 p.m. class isn't full, then you might not have a 7 p.m. class anymore because it doesn't make financial sense. So it's it's both ways. But as a consumer, we're, we're definitely taking advantage of apps. I mean, if you would have told me five years ago, I would have had groceries delivered. I would have never believed it. Yeah, never. And that's a really good point because it's two sides, right? It is, what are the franchisors doing to help the franchisee really separate themselves from the mom and pops and make their business easier on them as semi-absentee owners? So leveraging technology in that is great. But then on the consumer side, you're right, from booking fitness classes or ordering your groceries But also small things like Starbucks or Crumble, anywhere you go to pick up food, you and I both do it. We order in the app. So we're not waiting in a line. It's about time is money. It's about convenience. Half the time we have dogs or kids with us. And so not wanting to have them waiting around for 20 minutes. So it's definitely something that's pretty important that you've got to have technology in your business now. You know, you and I love it from the standpoint of being a consumer. And so when we're analyzing a brand, when we're looking at things, when we're, you know, when we're adding and subtracting from our portfolio for next year, what we're really looking at is what is the brand doing to continue to grow? And technology can also be leveraged on the marketing and ops side. And I think that, you know, you think of a technology, you're typically thinking of like, is there an app for that? But the fact of the matter is, it's really being leveraged in so many different ways. And, you know, I think of a, a brand that I worked with previously um, in a previous life and they 
they did 90% of the original customer acquisition was from direct mail pieces. And so such a large portion of what they were doing when they decided to franchise was still direct mail, because if it's not broke, why would we fix it? But the buying habits of their consumer had changed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, find me where I live is no longer at 123 West Avenue. Find me where I live is now on Facebook and Google and Instagram and Twitter slash X slash wherever you want to be. And you have to be finding people there now. And so leveraging those things is so vital to the success of a franchise as well. On the marketing side, it's critical customer acquisition. Some of the technology that we're seeing in the operations side of things is really important too. So we work with a concept, it's a home services roofing concept, and they've been able to leverage drones to get quotes, which is amazing because right now, if you need your roof done, if you have damage or need it repaired or replaced, some guy goes on your roof and takes a couple of quick photos and they come down and show you and you hope it's your roof. But now they can use the drone footage to take that full video to show the customer And then insurance also accepts that quote. So it helps speed up the process and allow for an accurate estimate for the customer too. So it's really smart. These brands are thinking about the technology components from all sides. Yeah. And I I think our clients too, as we look at franchising becoming more of an investment play than just a buy yourself a job type of situation that sometimes, and that's never what it should be, (laughs) by the way, but I think for naysayers, that's what they often say. But so many of our clients are semi-passive franchisees. And so heading to the home office of that franchise and training for three weeks at a time just is not how they really want to spend all of their PTO for a year. Mm-hmm. So the online training and all of the different training modules and all the different things that franchises are doing to streamline that, not just for franchisees, but their employees, their management and access to all of these learning stations that you previously didn't have is also a massive reason why franchising just is so much more ahead of the time, I would say. It really is. It's really ahead of the time in terms of all of marketing, all of technology, operations, the consumer friendly side of things, and then for the franchisee side. We just want information as humans as quickly as possible and leveraging technology is what it takes to get people that. So we've talked a lot about, you know, what we've seen over the last year But as we think about going into next year, talking about the next 12 months, you know, what are we going to see? And I think we're going to see a lot of the same things that we've seen so far. So I think we'll continue to see pets, kids and parents. People are always going to spend whatever they need to to invest in the well-being of their children, their pets and their parents. We'll continue to see the interest and need for recession resistant businesses B2B businesses, wellness, home services, all of those categories that we mentioned, I think we'll continue to see. I completely agree. And I think the other term we've all heard is riches are in the niches. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing a really big trend with our clients 
wanting to be in spaces that are newer, that are underserved, that are unpenetrated markets, I think we're going to continue to see things moving in that direction too, where maybe we have a market that you have franchises inside of it, but now we've got something that serves a certain demographic. And and I think of one one that I can think of off the top of my head that kind of fills that is actually in the beauty space, because you think of that and you oftentimes think more the blue collar space for riches are in the niches, but we've all heard of massages, right? It's There's many massage franchises. They're differentiated in certain ways, but we have a new one that's taken on the concept of lymphatic drainage and digestion, and they've really leaned into something that I think we're going to see being not a trend, but a massive wellness wave that's going to sweep the country in the next few years. So there's so much on the front side of that right now, which is huge. And beyond the wellness side, you talked earlier about um, restoration services. And I think when people think restoration, they think, you know, ripping out mold and all of the structure of the a building, but there's also the content of the building. You know, yeah. all of your stuff, your furniture, your memorabilia, whatever you may have in the room. So we're seeing a really cool concept in that space that there's a total need for. And there really aren't a lot of players in it. So I'm pretty excited about those type of brands inside of recession-resistant, need-based elements. Yeah. And, and I think the environment out there dictates the businesses that we're seeing and how they take off and, and the pivots that franchisors make. And one of those things, you know, we've heard of teacher shortages so much lately, and we have a concept right now that's doing outsourced physical education so that people with teaching degrees are in the classroom because that's where we need them versus, you know, or there's budget cuts in public schools. There's only so much money to go around. And unfortunately, certain programs are getting cut. And one of them is physical education. Um, You know, as again, a mother of a 10 year old boy, we need physical education because he needs to get up and move his body during the day. (laughs) And so I, I just think this program, this brand has really come up with something awesome where they're going into private and now public schools and they're replacing the gym program with their training. And that allows that to be completely subbed out and teachers to continue to teach in the classroom. It's a really cool concept. And, you know, thinking of the blue collar side of things, there's a really interesting brand that we work with that focuses on drains and sewers. And you would think, okay, you just call a plumber, but that's not always what they work on. A lot of plumbers don't work on septic tanks or on drains. So there's a great concept out there. It's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. If you have these problems, you have to get it taken care of. So we see our clients being excited about opportunities like that too. And I think, so in summary, I think we're going to see more of what we've seen from 2023 and 2024 with emphasis on the niches, emphasis on the wellness. So we've seen health, we're coming into the wellness wave. We're going to see more of people taking care of themselves, what they love, who they love. And then all of these businesses that are needs-based, they're never going away for that reason. 
And I think our clients are going to find some fantastic brands in areas that they probably never would have imagined that they would be working. And that's the coolest part about what we get to do is that we get to help people get into businesses that they they never would have dreamed of on their own. And it ramps up that path to success. So cheers to 2023, girl. Yes. Cheers to it. I'm excited. Can't wait to see what we do in 2024. Me either. Well, thanks, Britt, for joining me. I miss having you on here with me. (laughs) I know. It's been nice to chat with you. And I'm just so proud of our team. We have so much to be grateful for. And I can't wait to see what we do next year. Well, I've been working on all the spreadsheets with you. So I can't wait to introduce all the new initiatives we have and all of the new things that we're bringing on for 2024 and not to look at an Excel spreadsheet until maybe Q3. (laughs) I think I can handle that. I'll I'll manage them until then. Thank goodness. All right. Happy New Year. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.